The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Hope everyone has been having a great week. Metals have been doing well. My name's Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. We're going to be talking about the greatest wealth transfer in history this week. But first, let's talk about some of the fundamentals in the precious metals market. Top three reasons, really, to be holding physical precious metals at this time. Jerry, I'll start with one, the debasement of currencies. You have currencies have been debased like mad. They've been printing paper fiat currencies, which is only adding to the debasement of the currency. I'd say debasement of currency and wanting to protect yourself against the devaluation of your money is probably the top reason to be holding physical precious metals. What would you say is another reason? Well, while they, the experts and PhDs, tell us that we should not be buying physical gold to be buying things like GLD and the representations and proxies of GLD, we have to keep in mind what the real players are doing, what the central banks around the world are doing, countries such as Brazil, China, India, Russia are loading up on the physical. They're not buying the GLD, PhD, the uncertainty and the volatility on the geopolitical fronts and the macro fronts, Jeremy, uh, are, reason, are reasons, and they're just accelerating. They're not, they're not slowing down. These are pistons that are firing at full blast, full speed, and this trend of de-dollarizing is, is continuing. Um, and obviously, countries are doing this to de-dollarize, to preserve the purchasing power of the reserve. So it goes hand in hand with what you're saying. Okay, you, I, I believe you gave me two right there. The first was because central banks are buying, which they have. By the way, central banks now have more in their coffers than when they had when they started Bretton Woods. Right. They're right. back to to maximum capacity of gold in in holdings. The other one was geopolitical unrest that you mentioned, and that hits governments where they say, we've talked about before this idea that if you can take Russia off the Swiss system, SWIFT system, well, countries are sitting there saying, well, what if you do it to me? So they have to be prepared. And they didn't, they didn't make the first shot, but they certainly have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I would say the other one is counterparty risk, which is when you have a devaluing currency and now money in the future is becoming more and more expensive. Things are going to get volatile pretty quick, and they're going. And the system's fragility is being exposed. And you want to insulate yourself from that. And the best way to insulate yourself from that is to hold something that I don't know. People have been holding for five thousand years: physical money, actual money, physical assets like gold and silver. They're still incredibly cheap against the paper fiat currencies. There's still a whole whack load of gains to be made, even though they've done very well. I've been looking at some recent charts, Jerry, showing gold and silver are up 50 and 60, close to 60% each, gold and silver over the last five years. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And we haven't seen anything yet. No, and we haven't seen anything yet. The trend is just continuing. Um, and when we contrast what gold is doing to the stock markets, um, it's outperforming the stock markets right now. As we speak, the, MXC, the MSCI global uh, index is down about 3% for the year. 
Um, and we're, we just went through the week of from some exciting earnings report season. We were all watching to see what the magnificent seven stocks were going to do. And these are the seven being the expectations from Meta. We have Alphabet, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla. These magnificent seven will hold up the entire S&P, Jeremy. Okay. I mean, earnings season, about 80% of the smaller guys – Performed pretty well. The profits were up, but the big ones that can actually tear down the market, uh, the earnings year over year, quarter over quarter, rather, rather very, very sour, sour, and um, everything being cited. State Street Global Markets. Uh, the strategist Maria Vetmain, and she says the earnings concern are being heard loud and clear as managements often talk about margin pressures, rising costs, and falling demand. This is what we've been talking about for quite a long time. This is stagflation. When you have rising costs impeding and, and slowing down the growth of the company, of course, when costs are rising for the, for the, for the company's balance sheets, when their assets and when, they, when the assets versus their liabilities, the liabilities start to inch up higher and higher. And this is what's happening across the board in tech. And this is going to happen across the board in almost every industry. So stagflation is being cited now when you see rising costs uh, hitting the margin on these on these with the earnings reports. It's not surprising whatsoever. Um, and this is just going to be positive news for precious metals, positive news for diversifying outside of the traditional stock bond cash approach. But you can also have it in your portfolio with the registered accounts. It doesn't have to be something you acquire self-store, squirrel away, nothing wrong with that. We do encourage people to start small, have some physical product that they self-store. That's a great, great idea. But you reach a point where you say, okay, now I've got to diversify against my, my whole portfolio. You may even build up to a place where you want to diversify against your overall assets, right? You could say, hey, I've got a house worth a million dollars. I should have 10% in physical gold to hedge against that. Or or fifteen one hundred and fifty thousand in gold and silver to hedge against that, right? And but on and on that note, well, so th to finish my point, so you can have it within a registered account. I think this is a great place to be diversifying right now. That everyone's feeling the pinch, obviously, of of inflation. You go grocery shopping, go to the movies, go to go out for dinner. Everyone's feeling it everywhere. But where can we where can we gain it back? Well, you can do it in your RSP, and it's a great place to store physical precious metals that you own directly, fully allocated, fully segregated, held in a vault outside the banking system. So we talked about fragility of the financial system. This is physical product that's owned by you. There's no counterparty risk, but it's held in a vault outside the banking system. If you want to look into that a little bit more, you can call us at one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. The reason I bring that up, Jerry, is because there are other ways to get involved in the market that maybe could be could be cheaper. It could be cheaper to get into the market than buy, actually going out and buying physical gold and silver because physical gold and silver is a retail product. It had to be sourced. The material has to be sourced, refined, fabricated 
put into a package, stored, shipped to a wholesaler. The wholesale wholesaler has to store it. They've got to get it onto a, a truck or a train and make sure that they're not just putting a few ounces on. They have to make sure logistically they're really filling those compartments if they're going to ship out. And so all of these costs go into they go into your IKEA furniture that you may be on your way to right now. <laughs> um, they go into your groceries. They go into the clothes you're wearing. The, this is a retail product. The difference, of course, is that many retail products are depreciating assets, and gold and silver are appreciating. You know, five years ago, we just said earlier, there, you know, it's up sixty percent. It was trading at at thirteen hundred dollars. We're close to $2,000 an ounce. So definitely the registered accounts work, but there are other ways to do it, right? They could, they could do ETFs. People could do certificates. They could do pool accounts. There's a, a myriad of ways, right? Of course. I mean, there's, there's a myriad of ways if you want to trade. If you would like to do it, if you're a day trader, you may trade the ETF. You may trade the Dust or the JNUG or one of these ETFs. But if you're looking for wealth insurance, you're not going to be buying a trade, these tradable assets, these, proxies or representations of the real thing you when you want the real when you get the real thing you get all of the all of the benefits of a physical precious metal specifically gold we know the reasons why central banks own physical they don't own the etfs they require a portion of the reserves in physical precious metals specifically gold for the unique combination between global liquidity and independence from devaluation of currencies and the distrust of financial institutions, ultimately. This is the reason why the Federal Res- the, the U.S. owns their 8,000 tons of gold outside of the banking system. They don't own it in the bank. They own it in Fort Knox and at West Point. The Bank of Canada, on the other hand, has no gold. <laughs> but, you know, with the experts, I mean, over the last, you know, few decades, there's been a huge campaign. I call it the Great Dissuasion to have people move away from getting the actual asset from you know from owning real physical precious metals and you know they they represent and they they recommend things like the GLD maybe certificates these proxies that you know if you read the prospectus and I brought it here Jeremy the prospectus of GLD and I bring GLD because this is what uh, James Royal of bank bank rate he was the PhD weeks ago who recommended you know, who actually said, you don't want to buy gold from Costco. What a bad idea. What a bad investment. You want to buy this instead. And he recommended GLD. But what is that? GLD basically is it's a representation. It's not backed one for one. Baskets, baskets of gold can be created with cash instead of physical gold. GLD, according to uh, the prospectus on page 28, is not backed by gold whatsoever. Further, on page 29 of the prospectus, the GLD does not even represent gold at all to the average investor. The shares represent units of fractional undivided beneficial interest. And this is all the while central banks have been buying physical gold at the same time. So while the financial experts are telling people to not buy the physical, you have central banks, they know what's up, they're buying physical gold because Basel III rules say we need the physical. We cannot. We can no longer have the unallocated gold. And this is why LBMA is in the news this week, Jeremy. Well, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Ultimately, look, in a fragile financial system, you want tier one capital 
Gold is tier one capital, and you can hold it in a registered account. You can buy it direct. You can go to our e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Start with a tube of silver maples. Just get something in your hand. Start to understand what the market looks and feels like, and you'll get better at it. You'll want more of it. We always say that comfort breeds confidence, and you have to remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry quietly dropping bombs on the real money show, which is that the GLD, um, or at least one of them, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's all gold, gold ETFs, but this specific one that uh, a gentleman has done, gone through the prospectus on it and turns out that they don't actually have to have the physical gold there. And of course, look, we all know that you can't take physical delivery from an ETF unless you're a huge, huge client. The majority, the vast majority of people who are going to be holding metal or think that they're holding metal in a GLD or something like that aren't ever going to be looking to take delivery. What else is, what other findings did, did they have in this article and, and where can we get this article? Uh, we can, uh, we'll have it posted on our, on our X account, Twitter account. I'll post that later today. So you can give us a, give us a shout. Just follow us at GuildhallWM. Uh, here's one. Redemption orders are subject to postponement, suspension, or rejection by the trustee. Uh, page 19 states, the gold is not actually owned by you, the person, who thinks that they own it. <laughs> Does it actually say well, that? Well, no, thinks- this, is oh. a, this is an elaboration. Okay. It goes, it goes uh, an unallocated account is an account with a bullion dealer, which may also be a bank, to which a fine weight amount of gold is credited. These are all unallocated terms, and this is the reason why Guildhall, we strive to educate, we strive to... You know, teach people the right way to own. There is a wrong way to own physical gold or, or gold. There's a right way to own gold. The right way is segregated, not pooled, not commingled in a storage facility. It could be in your possession. That's a great idea. If you have more than one or two or five ounces of gold, you may want to have it in the depository outside of the banking system, similar to Fort Knox and West Point without the military. This is a class three fully insured vault that is IROC approved to hold assets for your lira, for your RSPs. And this is the right way to do it because it's allocated and titled to the owner. Every single one of those bars has a serial number. And we just like a vehicle. If it has a VIN number, it's titled to you. You have ownership. And we're doing the exact same thing in insulating yourself from the financial calamities that, that are coming. Now let's talk about the calamities that are coming because what you're starting to see right now, anyone opening their eyes and just witnessing the things coming out of government officials' mouths. Let's talk about, for example, Bank of Canada. Hold, they held interest rates. 5%. They, we did a video last week where they said that there would be a soft landing that will probably barely have a recession. And this week, they've already started to walk that back. It's been less than a few weeks, and they're already starting to walk it back, saying that there's a narrower narrower path to a soft landing. I mean, think about that. They're already changing, flip-flopping, and how are you supposed to trust the how are you supposed to trust the government with our finances if they can't see what's coming? I can see what's coming. 
you can see what's coming. We've got Nick here with us in, in the studio. He can see what's coming. Everyone can see what's coming. But these guys pretend like they're not. Now, we, we know that the reason is is because they still want to convince you that the emperor is wearing clothes, that if they can create groupthink that everything's okay, then maybe it's just okay. But there's a reality. There's a real world there. And so, no, things are not okay. And if there weren't even that to say, I don't trust what's coming out of the Bank of Canada's mouths, we now have panels impaneled to talk about universal basic income because that worked so well during the pandemic of just giving money to whoever. I still don't know if the government has gone after the, the money that they gave to criminals because they were just giving it all out. They didn't care where it went. You remember that? Yes. They, they literally said, well, we'll figure it out later. And I guarantee they've gone after the good people, not the bad people. Of course. Right. And so they don't produce anything. The government doesn't produce anything. So they're just going to deficit spend and give people money, which disincentivizes them to go to work. They'll just sit at home, smoke pot, and, and collect their paycheck. That's the reality. That's universal basic income. And then what they're going to realize is that that gets paid for by deficit spending and taxation. And so when you get more inflation as a result of modern monetary theory, universal basic income, they're going to sit there and say, the money that you gave me is not enough. I need more. This is the dangerous cycle. Us Canadians have to see what's going on. This is Canadian news. This is not American news that we're bringing. This is not news from China. This is Canada heading towards socialism. This is their end game result. They want to introduce things that are not going to fly, like a central bank digital currency, the the Arrive Can app. That's not going to fly. It's a desperate push to push socialism to deficit spend. According to the Fraser Institute, in his response to this panel that spoke this week that wanted to push Bill S-233, again, that's Bill S-233, according to the Fraser Institute, this program, Universal Basic Income, that provided working-age Canadians, working-age Canadians, $2,000 a month would cost half a billion dollars per year. For perspective, consider that the entire federal budget in 2019 and 20, including interest on the national debt, was $362 billion, said the report, adding that the federal program spending would rise by more than 132%. They urge Canadians to be aware of the immense cost of any universal basic income program, which would facilitate more debt or a host of other tax increases. Meanwhile, in Sweden... If a migrant came in in the last several years and is making less than a few thousand dollars a month, they're kicking them out. They're saying you don't get access to the health care. And then you look at the go- you look at this government, okay? This, the Bank of Canada says, well, we raised interest rates and we hoped that it would drop the price of real estate. Well, who said it was your business to control the value of real estate? In fact, it is your fault because you dropped the interest rates in the first place. You could have raised them in 2012. You could have raised them in 2013, 14, 15, when you were worried that, oh, it's so fragile that if we raise interest rates, it could be really, really bad. Oh, I know. Let's do it now. Let's do it when inflation's raging because we've caused all this inflation. And now we're, we're subtly putting it into the narrative that we control 
the housing prices, and we're surprised that we're not controlling the housing prices. Well, there's a clear reason for that too, because the immigration policies are the perfect foil for creating a housing crisis, which is separate from the housing bubble. That's right. Right? But people conflate the two. They conflate the two. We're not worried about, like, we're worried, believe me, but you have all these students who can't live anywhere, okay? They're not buying $1.5 million properties in, in prime real estate location in, in the city. Mm-hmm. They're not. And neither are the migrants or, or immigrants or whoever. There is a difference between someone who took on a million-dollar mortgage because interest rates were at zero and because they were assumed that interest rates would never go up, which is a bit of a you know, buyer beware. You should, have, you should have considered it. But they didn't. You know why? I'll tell you why. Everyone listening will know exactly what I'm talking about because the bank said, if the credit card rolls, you're buying. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, the, the bank said it's okay. If they said it's okay, then, I mean, we live in a regulated country, right? They make sure that the food we eat isn't poisoned. They make sure that, that if they can give me the money for the mortgage, that I, that I can take it. In other countries, they would have called that predator lending, right. but Call it was it. okay. It was okay. And so when it all backfired, do we get to blame the government? I don't see picketers out in Ottawa saying, save my home, right? Now... Thankfully, the, the prices haven't come down. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I think we still have the lag effect. I think so. I think the interest rates have still not fully worked through the system. I know that there's, a, there's, an, there's examples here and there of people, of people who bought property in the last year, year and a half, and then they've sold at a loss. I know we've got you know the Bloor Street um, building right um is in trouble gone into receivership so there's 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 definitely certain things happening you can yeah. start to see it but i think that the lag effect is still there and i think the whole talk of not raising interest rates is part of that of yeah. just well we're we're not going to we're not going to hammer it home just yet. Just yet, just yet. A lot of interesting things to look at in the in the in the real estate market. Uh, obviously it affects everybody. Um, and this was this was one that caught my eye this week. I follow the, and I think everyone should be following the Cobasi letter. They wrote something about home buyer traffic up here in Canada. Home buyer traffic falls forty percent since the start of twenty twenty three to near twenty twenty lows, according to Reventure Consulting. There have been three other times when when home buyer traffic was this low. There was a 2020 lockdowns, 2008 financial crisis, and 1980s housing crash. But here is what gets interesting, and this is what piqued my attention. New home sales just surged by 12.3% in September, while while a decline was expected, and as mortgage rates hit 8%. So we're seeing 8% mortgages, yet home sales surged 12.3%. How? How are new home sales surging with 2008-level traffic? And they digress. The answer to this question, says Kobesi Letter, seems to be home builders themselves, the builders. The home builders are offering to cover part of the mortgage rate for buyers, making it cheaper to buy. Nothing like levering up all the home builders. It's almost as if, it's almost as if that as... The money printing creates creates uh, distortions. That there's distortions on the way up, and there's distortions on the way down. 
and it's very difficult to to cut through all of those distortions. The opportunity with regard to the metals is this. In 1976, you could buy a house in Rosedale for $75,000. And by 1980, housing prices had doubled to $150. Sounds uh, to $150,000. Sounds pretty good. Except that gold quintupled. So you you could buy a house in Rosedale for less than 250 ounces of gold. Today, the average home in Toronto will cost you 600 ounces of gold. The average home, 600 ounces of gold. So either we use gold to help us understand value. Either gold is undervalued or housing is overvalued or a little bit of both. And what I contend is that when gold really starts ripping higher, I believe you will be able to buy a property in this city for 300 ounces of gold for half of what it is today. And I've done this math even with a real estate agent that even if you compared gold and housing with a regular increase on housing of 6%, gold's been outperforming that. Gold's average is 18% over a year for the last 20 years. So guess what? Gold is going to increase your purchasing power. Silver is going to be even more. So you need to think about having a physical asset that's undervalued right now while money is only going to get more and more expensive. What is going to be turbo boosted? Well, as more and, pe- more, and more people realize the fragility of everything and want to get out of the markets, you're going to see the t- turbo boosting of physical precious metals. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Give us a call. It's all physical. You can do it in your registered account. You can go to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, and pick up a little bit of product, or give us a call. And we can talk more about the markets and more about all this stuff that you can tell we love talking about. It's The Real Money Show on 640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I wanted to just jump into a couple of things. We haven't checked in with Better Dwelling in a while. Great place to get information in the real estate market in in Canada, as well as Gold Telegraph. This was really interesting that came out, uh, when was it? Uh, Within the last 24 hours. The CEO of HSBC is warning that the world is at a tipping point on debt that threatens to spark a global reckoning after years of government borrowing binges. By the way, this is a massive bank telling you these things. People are officially waking up. Now, isn't it interesting that you would get a news piece like this, and at the same time, Jamie Dimon came out and said, oh yeah, me and my family are starting to sell stock. We're starting to sell JP Morgan stock. $150 million worth of shares. Yeah. Well, I would say if you overlapped the first comment onto the second actions, I think you can start to see which way the wind is blowing. And how. And again, this is all coming back, guys, to how do you protect yourself, number one. And number two, what does that look like long term? Now, we, 
I was talking to someone the other day, Jerry, about, well, how long do you hold, do you, are you thinking of holding this, right? Because people don't buy metals first in their portfolio. They don't build from the ground up. They buy it afterwards. They buy it later. They say, oh, yeah, maybe I should get some insurance. Maybe I should, should have some. Our contention is that one day you will probably sell off two-thirds, three-quarters of your position and hold the original invested amount in physical gold and silver. Now, that's just what I, I think is going to happen, and I'm not an advisor. I'm not advising on this. But if gold quadruples, silver quadruples, quintuples, it would stand to reason that you'd sell off the vast majority of it back down to your original investment. Right. And then hold it forever, right? Hold that portion forever. But most people are starting off with new buys, and so they might buy more than that just to as a as a startup. Does that make sense to you? Is yeah. that something that you you see going forward that you mm -hmm. people would people would let go of a majority of their product? Absolutely. Uh, this is something that you on a it was it used to be called diversification, right? <laughs> you hold 10 10 15%. This, these were normal times. So in normal times you hold a, a little bit of of gold and silver in your portfolio up to 15% maybe. These are different times. Diversification you know, prior to all of this financial madness that we're seeing, it used to be a 10 to 15% hold in physical precious metals. That was then. This is now a lot of people are holding more. Um, and, you know, I often say when things do normalize, you know, go back to the 15, 20% holdings, 10% holdings. But right now, because of all of the risks, you're hedging more. And you also want to position for the super cycle in precious metals, the stagflation in precious metals, because metals will and they do appreciate during these dangerous times of stagflation where you have high rising costs you know draining the profits of these major companies so your investments are dropping the stocks are dropping plus the cost in inflation this is where metals thrive so why not have more of an allocation in metals now and when things do normalize jeremy whatever that looks like then you would sell off portions and go back to a moderate holding. So let's talk about selling. What, what does selling look like? How does someone know when to sell? I remember in 2011, you know, you'd talk to some clients and they'd say, well, I'm not selling until it hits $50 and it hit 48. And that was, um, I'm not saying that was everybody, but there was like in that situation, there was a clear focus on a price point. I will sell at this price versus I know that it's undervalued right now. It's going to be of a certain value in the future, and that's going to inform my decisions. W let's talk about sell. What does that look like? What should that potentially look like? Well, for me, you have to. We have to define goals. What is your goal? What is your goal? Is it go your goal to just safeguard the capital? Is your goal to pay off your mortgage, uh, buy a new home? Then I recommend you know two thousand ounces of silver, of course. Um, gold being the foundation. And when we do monitor things, well, we do monitor the gold, the silver to gold ratio. And that is a very important ratio that we follow. The Dow to gold ratio as well. You may want to find value and, and reshuffle back over to the Dow when it's not as overheated as it is today. So there's things that we can balance and reshuffle. And when that time is right, whether you want to sell at 50 to 1 gold, silver to gold ratio right now, it's 80 to 1, 86 to 1 rather. So it shows that silver is very undervalued to gold. But when it gets to 50 to 40 to 30, some argue, I argue maybe 12 to 1. Bix Weir argues 1 to 1. These are indications as to when you would be able to safely, you're ahead of the game, you have, you're in profit, now is the time to buy gold that's on sale. You just swap it out, silver for gold, 
and that's the way to do it. Silver for real estate. The guide, the guide would be the ratio, and it's a very seamless and simple process to sell your gold. You know, sometimes life is life, and some you know you may have an unexpected expense that comes up. You just give us a call, and Guildhall provides you with the rate, and you're you have your money the same day or a couple days later. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. A hundred percent. It comes down to price is what you pay, value is what you get. Once you own the precious metals, you start to understand how many ounces of gold buys me such and such. Gold versus the Dow. Gold versus housing. Gold to oil. Gold versus the debt. In 1980, the debt in the U.S. was one trillion dollars, and gold hit eight hundred and fifty dollars an ounce. That's eight fifty to one trillion, and you can't even fathom a trillion dollars. You can't know. It's it's money beyond the scope of reality. And speaking of beyond the reality, the debt to GDP is beyond reality. We can't pay any of this off. This is all – it has to all come crashing down. So you need to insulate yourself and protect yourself. And the best way to do it is with a hard asset that has no counterparty risk that's still – Relatively speaking, incredibly inexpensive. I mean, what can you buy for $25? Really, what can you buy for $25? A couple lattes and maybe a magazine, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's super, super cheap. You think gold is expensive at $2,000 an ounce? Do you see what the debts are? Do you understand what the unfunded liabilities are? It is super, super cheap compared to it. It's probably cheaper today than when Gordon Brown sold half of England's gold off in Brown's Bottom in 1999. We've got a lot more to get to, get to on the show, some important stuff, so stay tuned. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Remember, it's got to be physical. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. There's more to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I just wanted to quickly run through some of these headlines off of Better Dwelling. Um, as we kind of got a little sidetracked there uh, on the last segment, uh, here's here's a an article from October 23rd. Canada still hasn't seen the full impact of Bank of Canada rate hikes. That comes from National Bank. That's the lag effect that we talked about on the show today. So if you've missed it, go to YouTube and rewind and catch what we were talking about in terms of the lag effect. Here's a this one was crazy. BC to fast track immigrants to fix the real estate agent shortage. I that is the most <laughs> ironic thing I think I've heard I've heard all week. Uh, here's another one: Bank of Canada holds rates but hikes the inflation outlook, which makes sense. You know why? Because here's the takeaway: you can't fight a three alarm fire with a garden hose. Five mm-hmm. percent interest rates does not cut it. In fact, 15% won't cut it either. You have to get it above the rate, the the actual inflation, and we're not there. Mm -hmm. Inflation is way beyond that. That's right. So let's not kid ourselves that the answer here is to raise interest rates enough to kill all sort of economic activity and just go back to what we had during the pandemic when a plane didn't fly, a truck didn't drive. That didn't improve anything that doesn't help anything it has it actually starts with governments stop spending Spending. money 
and you're Simple. gonna have to default on things. Yeah. It's a, and this is why it's important to be insulated and make sure that you have no counterparty risk. Lastly, just wanted to drop this one. This is uh, from uh, yesterday. Canada can't double housing output. It can't even stop it from dropping. And that comes from BMO. So this just shows, demonstrates the dire situation, this kind of stuck in a corner and how do we get out of it? And our answer in part is to hold an asset that has great potential and is starting to run, mm -hmm. right? Silver's already off the bottom. Gold's clearly off the bottom. We're in buy season. This is a great time to get involved because you're, you've got momentum on your side. Yes. And as you mentioned earlier, Jeremy, there's a lot of distortion. And gold and silver cuts through these distortions. We are following false indicators. CPI at 3.8%. Inflation is not 3.8%, folks. The U.S. had their GDP figures come out that smashed estimates. Um, gold adopting a pro cautious, cautious approach. Consumer spending in that GDP that rose 4.9%. Consumer spending rose 4%, which is the most money spent since 2021. The most money spent. They're spending more money because their currency is devalued. Call it like right. it is. It's not GDP growth. You're not growing. People are getting squeezed. And further, on, on personal savings rate was 3.8% in the third quarter with with 5.2 so it's dropping consumers continue to deplete their savings to keep up with the cost of living call it like it is folks we can't look at these figures anymore we have to look at real world because the real world is moving away from the management of prices and the management of interest rates and CPI data and saving GDP it's all false it's phony and false as david would say it's x22 because this week the big one in the in the news is why have all the Chinese banks disappeared from the LBMA gold price auction? The Chinese, it's maybe according to, um, it, was a, it was a blog by Ronan Manley from Bullion Star in Singapore. Maybe the Chinese authorities actually told the Chinese banks to exit the fake auction, auction so as to focus on bigger fish to fry using the physically determined Shanghai gold benchmark on the Shanghai Gold Exchange as opposed to the trading of unallocated synthetic gold or gold credit in the LBMA gold price auction. It's gold manipulation. They're using paper prices to manipulate the prices, and China has, doesn't want anything to do with it. They joined in 2017. Now they're shifting overseas, and this is what we're, why we're seeing. That's huge. That's huge. You can't miss that. That's basically saying that the, the price is being determined in North America and in London from the LBMA. Now, this is separate from their control over, um, you know, the products being produced. That's a different category of LBMA. But we're talking about the LBMA that fixes the price every day. And now you've got an entity across the world saying, no, 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 your your hegemony of controlling the price is fast. You're fast losing control we are now going to start to control the price and the premiums have risen there. So this is just another nail in the coffin of the price being released. Exactly. And as Jamie Carrasco from Catacord Genuity in Toronto wrote, they will tell you it's a barbarous relic, a pet rock. Gold doesn't matter until the BRICs start using it in trade settlement as they de-dollarize away from Western influence. Just this week, yesterday, I believe, there was an, an oil and a digital yuan settlement contract for the first time. You have... These currencies, brick currencies mixed with commodities. Watch commodities. This is a commodity super, super cycle. And here's a chart. The gold reserves from the BRICS now exceeds the entire U.S. 
So all the BRICs and friends now hold more gold than the U.S. This is a massive pace of gold accumulation that has just been increasing. Why? Equally important, does that mean you should be adding gold to your reserves as well? Of course you should be adding your reserves. We have to do as the smart money is doing. Look at, Cut through the distortions. Follow the physical. He who has the gold makes the rules, and we're about to see new price discovery. You need to have a tier one asset in your portfolio and not take – this is not a time to be taking massive risks with your retirement money. You want to make sure that you're insulated. You want to make sure that you don't ha- don't have counterparty risk. And this is why gold and silver are so important. Plus, they're so undervalued. There's so much opportunity to the upside because they keep devaluing the currency and more people are going to move in to the actual physical. And we are seeing a trend for people to move away from these other type of investments that are paper versions that have counterparty risk. So give us a call. Get into the market. This is the time. Momentum's on your side. Great time to take advantage of a massive wealth transfer ahead. Way to do it. You can go to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Start small. Tube of silver maples, 10-ounce bar, ounce of gold. And then you can call us direct, and we can start to talk about registered accounts, which I think is the best place to be doing it right now. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. That does it for another week. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to speak to you next week, Jerry. Thank you. And this has been The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.